Hey, E, put the beat on. Hey, Taylor, you like this joint? Yeah, it'd be hard. Yeah, you, you sure you like this joint? You would tell me if you didn't, right? Oh, yeah, of course. No, this joint goes go, go hard. All right, all right, cool, cool. This this my man, Scotty Pimpin drum. Oh, okay, all right, then. Matter of fact, I, I got something for this. Got something like what? <laughs> Welcome to the top shelf. With a flavor so hot, but you will not melt. About to take you on a ride like you never felt. Up and down, real smooth like a carousel. Moving in our own lane, no parallel. Everybody needs sleep, it's good for your health. If you stuck like Chuck, I might have to help. Cause we talk sports, life, and everything else. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We thank you, as always, for tuning in to Sleep, the Sports Life and Everything Else podcast. Presented to you by the away team and coming to you live and local from the top shelf. This is episode number 11. I go by the name of Mike on the mic. I bring the light, insight, and no hype. And if you get most sleep in your life, it just might help you get yourself right. You can follow us on Twitter and IG at Sleepers for You. That's S L E E P I S, the number four Y O U. That's S L E E P I S, the number four Y O U. And be on the lookout for new episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. Subscribe, like, leave comments, share, all that good stuff. And joining me in the studio, as always, is Taylor. Taylor, what's up? Yo, what's going on? What's good? How you doing today? Man, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing real good. I've been watching Superfly this past weekend, so you know, I'm talking about the original June, not not the old June. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling, feeling real, real good. frog, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling inspired. You gotta let me know where you found that because I've been trying to watch that. <laughs> it's on Netflix. Oh, okay, okay. Say the, no more. The great Ron O'Neill putting Solid. his Mac down. Yeah. Also joining us in the studio, as always, is our producer on the boards, E. Yeah, E. E, what's going on, baby? How you feeling today? All right, all right. He's a little discouraged after that Eagles performance, but we still in good spirits. We still trying to keep everything up in here. And uh, we're going to keep it moving with episode number 11. We love y'all and appreciate y'all for checking us out again. Yep. And uh, we're going to get everything started with some weekend uh, news. Um, it was actually a little bit of news last week uh, when it was revealed that Colin Kaepernick was going to get a workout this weekend, and it, you know, actually happened and came to fruition yesterday. Yep, it did. Uh, Taylor, did you check or see any of the footage from that? <laughs> yeah, I saw some of the uh, camera footage on YouTube and Instagram. It was a, uh, it, it wasn't ESPN grain quality, but you know, I, I saw I saw some throws and. Some grainy footage of uh, you know people with their phones upside down. I saw it. I saw what I could see. I guess he looked okay. I don't know. Yeah. So we'll start off with our analysis of the camera footage, and from <laughs> what I saw, it was terrible. The person that I saw was clearly holding up a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> More than fifty percent of the time, maybe sixty-five percent of the time, they were zoomed in on Colin Kaepernick as he was just throwing the ball. So you were just watching him and his motions. The one view I saw was like so far away, I couldn't, I couldn't even see him. A couple of times they zoomed out, and you were able to see the whole throw from start to finish, from him to the receiver. Yeah. The routes they were running, they they had a whole bunch of slot slant routes, whole bunch of crossing routes. Yeah. He had some deep routes, but. 
his guys he had out there catching the ball was really not representing too well for him. They they was letting the team down. Oh, they were, were they dropping the ball? Yes, man. They oh, I could as I say, I couldn't see it. All I could see was uh, some some lights getting made with an afro. That's all I saw. I, I might have saw a handful of deep balls that actually got caught. I couldn't see. And no. by handful, I mean like three. Yeah. And then I, I I just I tuned it out and I just I'll just read like a, a, one of them press releases or something like that and I'll get on the app there. But I couldn't watch the whole thing because I could I, there was no good view. But you know at least he's, he's I don't know I guess he's trying to play I don't know what he's trying to play. on the plus side I did think he looked pretty good as far as his throwing motion and. Uh, you know, the zip he had on the ball, you know, except for some of the deep balls, which has never really been his strong suit. So, you know, that's not, that's not kid. Uh, but, um, I mean, overall, yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, I didn't really catch any reviews on it or see what anybody else thought of it. Yeah. I heard what Stephen A. Smith said about it, and he didn't have a particularly <laughs> favorable opinion of how things went. Um, <laughs> you know, people was critical of Colin Kaepernick's shirt. Did you see that? It was a uh, Kunta Kente shirt, Yeah, he was right? rocking a shirt that said Kunta Kente <laughs> on the front. For all those that don't know, Kunta Kente, played by LeVar Burton, was uh, one of the main characters oh, in Roots. <laughs> He was one of the main slaves. He was the main slave yeah. uh, that was really made an example of <laughs> if <laughs> during his time in the movie. If he's to Kinte, he need to knock it off, please. And, uh, you know, they also had He some still got movies. his foot. Yeah. Kuta's got to have a foot. Yeah, Kuta lost part of his foot. Last time I checked, Colin Kaepernick got, two, got a Nike deal with two. So he, he's good. But, um... Hopefully he'll be able to get back in the NFL. I'm sorry to be laughing. It was it was a farce yesterday, but I mean at least he able to show his uh, whatever he's supposed to do. I think the the event was supposed to be at 11. He, he canceled that and moved it someplace yeah. else. People dropped out. Hugh Jackson was being criticism involved. because he changed the venue yeah. and he changed some of the people that's supposed to be participating. And because yeah, I think something about um, uh, the way it, it can't. They called him and said, "Listen, he's gonna take it or leave it." He took it, but then he ended up leaving the. It's, 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 it, was a, it was a little bit of a farce, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, like 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 they said before, well, I think it was confirmed that Jay-Z had something to do with it, so I don't know. They threw it together, and just like when you throw stuff together just on the fly, it ended up being like, you know, kind of, I don't want to say a mess, but it ended up being like a crazy situation. But he was able to do what he had to do. He, he talked. He sounded like, he sounded confident, so uh, yeah. we'll see. I doubt it'll get signed, but you know, it, it, he, he should have went to the XFL. <laughs> That's just what I think. Well, maybe Vince will still give him a chance. You know, he could, he's a controversial could, guy. He'll bring he eyes to, to what they got going on. Go to XFL. You've been the face of the, of the XFL league with the afro and everything. And kneeled and you could kneel on two knees. He'd be the new he hate me. Yeah, he, yeah, he could have went there. But, you know, at least he's trying to get back into the NFL. So I guess that's good. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm actually like, you know, past the situation. I, I've been done with this two years ago. I didn't know he was really still trying to play. I mean, I know people were politicking for him and saying that he should get a shot when all that Jay-Z stuff happened. And Jay-Z was operating behind the scenes and doing stuff sneaky and not giving Colin the shot that he should have gotten. And this is... This is like three years after the fact, dog. Yeah, like this, like does he even really still expect to get back? I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess so. I mean, I guess he's still trying to come back. So I mean, if he wants to come back, then I mean, I, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I'm. I'm this, this is like a two-year-old conference. Like I'm, when people talk about conference, like that's 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 old. I'm on some new stuff. <laughs> he's it's old to me. So if he comes back, that's great. But if not, you know, I, mean, I don't know. He'll be fine. He got a settlement last year from the NFL with yeah. the collusion that he can't talk about. So I don't know. So we'll move on from Colin Kaepernick and get a little more current talking about today's games. And we're going to start off with that New England 
versus Philadelphia Eagles game. Mm. Um, you know, things uh, didn't go particularly favorable for Eagles faithful. Mm. Um, you know, things didn't play out the way a lot of people would have liked to see it go. Mm. But, I mean, it, it can't be any different than you really expected coming into today. It's not like they were playing the Dolphins and, you know, they ended up losing. Uh, but New England did pull it out. They won 17 to 10 uh, to advance to 9 and 1, and the Eagles fall to 5 and 5 at 500. Uh, Carson Wentz came out. He went 20 for 40 for 214 yards and one touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, Miles Sanders, who was the uh, lone head in the backfield this week with Jordan Howard out and uh, Darren Sproles going down with injury. Uh, he had 11 carries for 38 yards and no touchdowns, but he also did chip in two receptions for nine yards. Uh, on the receiving end, Zach Ertz was the high man with nine catches for 94 yards, no touchdowns. Aguilar chipped in with four catches for 40 yards, no touchdowns. And Dallas Goddard was the one uh, eagle, lone eagle who was able to get into the end zone. He had three catches for 36 yards and that one touchdown. Um, so we watched part of the game separately and then we uh, got here to the studio a little early and we watched the rest of the game to together. Uh, Taylor, what were your thoughts uh, coming away from this game as far as the Eagles side of the ball? Oh, I just woke up. Uh, I was, I was, no pun intended, I was asleep during that game. Nothing, I mean, I don't have nothing to say about that game. The Eagles were, they were, they were, they were scabbage. I'm sorry. Was a letdown? Wasn't impressed. I mean, it was, thank God that we took the break, you know, to come, you know, to watch it at my house. Because if I'd have watched that at the house, I'd have probably went to sleep. I'd have had the covers on me. I wasn't, I wasn't impressed. Would not have made it into the studio tonight. Yeah, I, I'd have been to bed you know, underneath the covers, and I would, would woke up around eight thirty to watch the second game. So the Eagles, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, they, I mean, the you was off for two weeks, and this is what you show. <laughs> That's sad. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, I don't. If you come out of bye week, you're supposed to be having, uh, you're supposed to be re reinvigorated. You know what I mean? And they look like they just went backwards. You know what I mean? Like, how do people get hurt during the bye week? Like, I, first, y'all going to the bye week healthy, y'all come out people like three or four people hurt. Now they make craziness. That's that's the time when you need to be getting things together, getting yeah. retooled up, getting healthy, and uh, they they come back. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Up. Yeah, I, I think they should just give it up, just lose the rest of the game and start from scratch. Because they look, I mean, if they get in the play, what are they going to do? They're not going. They're not going to beat nobody. Who are they going to beat? They can't beat the Cowboys. <laughs> you can't beat the Vikings. They end up run. I mean, yeah, you got a lucky win against the uh, Green Bay earlier this year, but they're a better team now. So you ain't got nothing. You ain't got no smoke for the Saints. So I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't. I'm not impressed. And then, um, you know, so I think they should just give it up for the rest of you. Just lose and, and get a good, better draft pick and then start from next year. Because y'all wasting, y'all, they're wasting Carson Wentz's, you know, the best of his years. He's, what's he, 26, 27 years old? And they're wasting him with, 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 with bum receivers. Alshon can't stay healthy. Uh, uh, what's the name? Um, uh, Deshaun Jackson, that was a fraud. That was a dud. Um, Jason, what's his name? Matthews. They bring him back. They cut Jordan. him. Bring him back. Jordan Matthews. He, yeah. he, he can't play. Yeah. Aguilar's a fraud. He's he's a bum. <laughs> Matt Collins. He, he's MIA. And the, what's the rookie boy? They draft. They was telling him up. He, he caught one pass today. Yeah. Man, come on, man. That's that, that, that's sad. That's raggedy. That's they a raggedy team. So I, I mean, I ain't got nothing else to say. As I said, I was asleep. I ain't got no time for them. I like yeah. watching real football. Real football team moving the football. So they they don't do nothing. At all. I understand. I understand. I mean, I haven't quite reserved myself to saying that they need to lose out the rest of the season, but they I was do. I was very disappointed in the performance today. Um, you know, there were points in time in the game when they could have moved the ball, they could have did things differently, and it just didn't go that way. Uh, whether it was play calling or it was execution on the field, it just 
It didn't come together for Tom our birthday. Tom Brady was just there, like yeah, he was like, yo man, please take me out. He was like, please, like he, he Tom Tom Brady, he's falling off the cliff, and they couldn't do nothing. Yeah, he, he wasn't looking like he was, you know, his his. He looked like the forty two year old quarterback er, er, that he early is. Season Tom Brady. Yeah, he looks like he's like, yo man, come take me out of my misery. But you know, Eagles didn't want it, so you know that's what you get. You get a seventeen ten loss at home in front of all them fans that was hyped after the bye week. Uh, no. Nah. That ain't it. Like I said, it's a dub. It's, it's a wrap for them, so I'm not seeing it. So speaking of Tom Brady and that New England Patriots side of the ball, he went 26 for 47 for 216 yards, and he didn't throw any touchdowns. But Julian Edelman did step up, and he went one for one for 15 yards and threw a touchdown. Sony Michelle had 10 carries for 33 yards. He did not get into the end zone. Um, Julian Edelman had five catches for 53 yards. Ben Watson had three catches for 52 yards. And, uh, you know, from there, it was pretty much spread out uh, across a, an array of wide receivers and running backs. And, you know, uh, that New England Patriots team has a plethora of both. So uh, they had plenty of people to get the ball to. Uh, yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm speechless. I don't know. There's no analyzing this game. This was sad. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a whole lot that can be said about the Eagles' performance. You know, it, the Patriots' performance wasn't overly great either, but you know, they 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 wanted they wanted you know fair and square. So yeah. going on to some other one o'clock games. Um, Taylor, was there anything in particular that stuck out stuck out to you from these one o'clock games? Uh, the Saints looked good. They you know they had a blunder last week, but they uh, they went down Tampa Bay and took care of business. Um, were they up twenty one nothing at one point? I don't know. I know they were up pretty early. You know, Kamara, like, he got back into the swing of things. Uh, Drew Brees, uh, we already talked about Michael Thomas last week. He caught another, was it nine pass or ten pass or eleven pass today? He, he, he caught eight. Man, but I knew he had over 100 yards in the touchdown. Yeah, so, like, it was 114 in the yeah, touchdown. So, yeah, they, they, the Saints like they, 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 they're, they're going to be okay. Uh, I think uh, Lattimore was out, but they didn't even need him because they barely mm-hmm. threw the ball to uh, James Winston's a mess. <laughs> he's all, <laughs> he's a mess. He threw about four picks. Um, yeah, he, yeah it's, it's bad, man. It's, it's bad down in Tampa Bay, too. They, they might want to give it up this year, too. Just lose out and just, you know, just, just start from scratch. Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah, the Saints won this one 31-17 to advance to 8-2 and and mm-hmm. uh, pretty much take a stranglehold on that NFC South division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the division to win. I mean, that's I mean, all the rest of the teams look like they're, they're going downhill. Drew Brees looking like he's right back into the swing of things just a couple of weeks removed from coming back from that thumb injury. Yeah. He threw for over 200 yards and three touchdowns mm-hmm. to three different receivers, it's looking like, between Michael Thomas, Jared Cook, and Ted Ginn. Yep. And uh, Kamara, like you said, he did his thing. He got 10 catches for 47 yards, mm-hmm. and he also chipped in with 33 rushes for 75 yards. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you know, the Saints are, are looking like they're the, the cream of the cop, crop as far as the NFC uh, conference goes. Yeah, they they got a they got a little bit of a window. You know, I mean, remember, uh, you know, Drew Brees is forty right now, right? And all these guys they got, like they're all well, they just paid Michael Thomas, but they're going to mm. eventually have to go have to pay uh, Kamara and I think a couple of linemen. So they got like a little window where they got to get where they get to the, uh, they get into the playoffs. They got to get in, they got to win it because after a while, once you start paying people, then people start leaving because you can't afford to keep everybody. So yeah. this is they. I mean, they, they, they if they can find the radar, you know, get you know get people to come down to that Superdome and. You know, try to beat them. You know, that last year that was like a little bit of a fluky win. Well, they, they the Rams beat them, but you know, they they they're just trying to maintain. Hopefully, go you know thirteen and three, get that home field advantage, and hopefully get into the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. they, like I said, they're looking like the crib of the crowd. Their defense is actually caught up to the offense too. Their defense, like I said, four. 
four interceptions a day from James Winston. And, uh, yeah. He had a few sacks too, so they were they was all over the place. Their defense is uh, their defense is actually pretty good. They fly around. Uh, one, I think, had a pick. Was it two pick six or was it just one? Had a pick six. Yeah, like so. They're really they're a really good team. All okay. around. Yep. So uh, a blowout game that that happened today that a lot of people were probably um, expecting to be a little bit closer yeah. uh, was Baltimore and the Houston Texans. The Ravens ended up winning that 141 to seven to advance to eight and two. And uh, Lamar Jackson, who is the Ravens starting quarterback, uh, has 11 total touchdowns in his last three games. So that's, that's a pretty big stat. Yeah. He was, he was, he made it look easy today. I was having a discussion with a co-worker earlier this week about Deshaun Watson versus Lamar Jackson, and <clears throat> I was kind of arguing in favor of Deshaun Watson a little bit, but he didn't really support me today. Oh. Uh, he went 18 for 29 for 160 yards, 69 yards, no touchdowns and one interception. Uh, on the ground, Carlos Hyde had nine carries for 65 yards and a touchdown. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had seven catches. 80 yards, no touchdowns. And, he got jerked uh, on the pass interference. Hum- Humphreys uh, grabbed him, and, and it was it was it was a bad. You got I saw that it was on a touchdown. That right? was a pass interference. Yeah, it was, well, I think it, yeah, it would have been a touchdown matter of fact. Yeah. Deshaun threw it. Uh, Watson threw it up. It was in the corner of the, uh, the end zone, and mm-hmm. Humphrey was just all over him. And they re- they reviewed it, and they didn't return, and they didn't um, overturn it. Overturn it. Humphrey's head was was, was the dead giveaway. If your head's not toward the ball, yeah, it's passing the fence. He was yeah. grabbing him and everything, and they didn't call it. So, they, mm-hmm. you know, but that was early in the game. Though. That could have swung momentum a couple away. But after the floodgates got open, it was a wrap. It was well, it was <laughs> it was was it it was like thirty one enough at one point, right? It was it was a blowout. It, it, it got really ugly. And yeah. speaking of the floodgates getting open. Lamar Jackson went 17 for 24 for 222 yards and four yeah. touchdowns passing. Another four touchdowns. Nine carries for 86 yards rushing. Yeah. Gus Edwards had eight carries for 112 yards and a touchdown rushing. Mm-hmm. Mark Ingram, 13 carries for 48 yards. Yeah, two receiver touchdowns, though. And then, yes, I was just about to move over to receiving. He had three catches for 37 yards and, like you said, two touchdowns. The second one was crazy. Ducked, stopped, ran, and then ran somebody. It was, that was crazy. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, that was a, there was some, a lot of highlights in that game that today. Uh, Lamar Jack had another crazy run. I think he didn't, he didn't get touchdown, but he got it out of bounds. But, uh, yeah, that was, it was a crazy game. Passing. Very one-sided. Yeah, yeah, and passing the ball wise, they spread it around, but Mark Andrews, their starting uh, rookie tight end was the recipient of second year uh, tight end. Oh, I'm sorry, second year tight end was the recipient of uh, the most receptions with four for 75 catches. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry, 75 yards and one touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he really did his thing today, and anybody who might have been uh, playing him in fantasy really benefited from that. He's getting it in. He's 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 getting a, that's, that's, I think it's a sixth touchdown this year. He's 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 doing his thing. So a game that was a little bit closer. Uh, the Vikings squared off with the Broncos, and you know many probably weren't really expecting that, uh, but the Vikings ended up winning that 27 to 23 to advance to eight and three. Yeah. And Dalvin Cook uh, became the Vikings' first uh, running back with um, over a thousand yards since Adrian Peterson did it back in 2015. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy they've been waiting for for all these you know past three years. So finally he's been able to be healthy and. He's doing his thing, but today was a it was today was a little bit of a, a, a shocker today. The Bronco was up to up to twenty to nothing in the first half. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Allen, uh, who stepped in and started at quarterback for the Broncos today, 
went 17 for 39 for 240 yards, one touchdown and one interception. Mm -hmm. uh, Philip Lindsay, who was someone who um, I saw in discussions earlier about who should or should not start uh, for fantasy lineups, he went 16 carries for 67 yards and he did not get into the end zone. Um, but uh, Andy Janovich, uh, he did get into the end zone rushing on his one carry for one yard, so oh, clearly cool, they man. brought him in for a goal line situation. Uh, on the receiving end, Cortland Sutton caught five catches for 113 yards, no touchdowns. Um, and from there, it was pretty much spread out on the receiving end for uh, for Denver. Mm -hmm. Moving over to the Vikings side of the ball, Kirk Cousins went 29 for 35, 319 yards, so he passed three bills and had three touchdowns as well, no interceptions. Um, on the running end, Dalvin Cook had 11 carries for 26 yards and a touchdown. And on the receiving end, they were doing a lot because uh, Stefan Diggs had five catches for 121 yards and a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Kyle Rudolph, tight end, who uh, didn't really do a whole lot last season, but is really showing up this year. He had five catches for 67 yards and a touchdown. Yep. Uh, and weren't you just talking about uh, Kyle Rudolph a couple weeks ago? We were talking and you were saying big things about him. Yeah, yeah. He's Well, he's kind of being, not, I won't say phased out, but um, he's going to be getting a lot of single cover because they got the other tight end, Irv Smith. So he caught another touchdown pass today. He has, was it was a two touchdown pass or three touchdown catches last week against Dallas. So uh, uh -huh. he's going to be getting open looks. He got another open look. I think he was wide open. He just walked into the end zone for his touchdown today. So he's a guy that you might you might not get too many targets, but he's going to be that end zone um, not end zone uh, end, end, end zone uh, a touchdown threat. So yeah, he he had a good game today too. Yeah, and yeah. probably gonna have a couple more good games for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yep, but the Vikings, uh, you know, they they um, you know, they started off slow, but uh, third or fourth, like you said, you got to you got to play all four quarters, and um, they they pulled out at the end, and um, Broncos, I don't know, I mean, I don't know what happened to them. I mean, it was up, and you know, it look it's looking pretty good, and they just just fell apart. I think that's like their fourth uh, game in the, in, the, in, the, in the fourth game this year that they were winning in the fourth quarter, and they, and they lost it. So, you know, uh -huh. so they got some problems, in Denver, but. That's a, a good win for the Vikings. They got to keep up with um with uh, Minnesota and also with the division. You know, with um you know um, you know trying to get that home field advantage and everything too. Cause we're getting down to the you know nitty gritty. So every yeah. win every win counts now. So it's yeah. good good nice win for the Vikings. Definitely, definitely Minnesota. They got their bye week coming up too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good good win for them up in the NFC North, mm -hmm. <clears throat> trying to further lock up their position in that division. Yep. Um, and moving on to one of these four o'clock games, um, other than that <laughs> that Eagles debacle we discussed a little bit earlier, uh, the Cardinals and the 49ers squared off on an NFC West uh, battle. Yeah. Uh, where the 49ers came out on top 36 to 26 and advanced to nine and one. Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm saying here, passed for over 400 yards. Yeah. Uh, he went 35 for, I'm sorry, 34 for 45 for 424 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. With 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 no uh, with no with no Kittles, no George Kittles, he's no still Kittle. put up, he's still put up yards like that. That's that's a real good game for him. We were yeah. saying last week he got to step it up, and he has in the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Even mm -hmm. though he, even though he got the loss last week against Seattle, he played he played pretty well today. He played real good today. Yeah, yeah. But what I really want to talk about is that Cardinal side of the ball. Kyler Murray, he played pretty well. He went 24 for 33, 150 yards and two touchdowns. But my focus is on that backfield where Kenyon Drake went 16 rushes for 67 yards and no touchdowns. And you know who was nowhere to be found? Who? David Johnson. 
Was he even active today? I don't know if he was. I don't know. He, he might not have been, but I've been reading some things that say he might be getting phased out of that backfield with Kenyon Drake coming in. Well, remember, um, there's a, when anytime a new coaching staff comes in, they might like a guy a little better than the, than the old coaching staff. So Sometimes they like to turn things over. Yeah, so and Kenyon Drake, I mean, let's just say, I think he'll be a freighting this year, but he'll be a cheap, and then they might be able to trade uh, whatever his name is, David, David Johnson. Johnson. Plus, he's been kind of like injury-prone this last couple uh-huh. years, so... Uh, they might be saying that, you know, that, that uh, King Drake, who's got, you know, not that much tread on time. The Dolphins barely use him, so he, he might be he might be a new guy down there. So, you know, remains to be seen, you know. He barely got used in Alabama. He barely been used in the NFL. He's been in the NFL for, for four years. So, they might look at him and say, hey, we might want to, you know, focus everything around him and maybe trade uh, David Johnson. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if there's uh, value to be had out in the market, then it only makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so... Unfortunately, that's bad for people watching the fans of football. But you know, Arizona ain't—they don't care nothing about that. They're just trying to, you know, <laughs> they're trying to win games any way they can. So yeah. you know, Arizona's down there—they're thinking something else. So we'll see about that. Yeah, man. So we'll see how that ends up panning out for them. Yeah, but the 49ers got the win. That's the main thing. Nine yeah. and nine and one. So. Nine and one. Yeah, so. And regardless of whether you say they've, they've been playing against sweet teams and having a cakewalk uh, schedule or not. Winning games is winning games. Yeah, you got to win and the that, ones. That defense running. is playing strong. Mm-hmm. You know, Jimmy G is playing well enough to, to, to make things happen to, happen for them and keep them in games. And, you know, today he had a situation where he kind of broke things off and, you know, things exploded. Yeah, he had a, he had a good game today. I saw them stats. I didn't get a chance to see the whole game, but he had some really good stats. So, you know, 49ers are kind of, you know, getting to that point where they're uh, getting to that right, where they're, yeah, they're peaking at the right time. Trying to hit that stride. Yeah, because they were run, they were a run team in the first half of the season, but now they're stretching it out with Emmanuel Sanders out there. Hopefully, they'll get George Kittle back mm-hmm. and a couple of them um, receivers that were uh, Debo Samuels had a, a buck thirty-five, uh, I think, receiving a day. So he's your rookie coming onto his own. So yeah, they're, 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 I, I, I like what the Forty Nineers are doing. Mm-hmm. Definitely, Shanahan definitely. got them playing pretty good out there. So moving from a little bit of an upbeat situation, talking about the Forty ers Taking a step back just a couple of days ago to Thursday in that Thursday night game. Mm. Pittsburgh Steelers squared off with the Cleveland Browns in the AFC North showdown. And, you know, as we all know, those AFC North games are tough. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you got teams in your division like Pittsburgh, like Baltimore, like Cincinnati, who, you know, outside of this season has had a historically pretty beastly defense. Um, you know, it kind of goes down in those games. Um, and this one wasn't the most competitive. Uh, Cleveland ended up winning it 21 to 7 to advance the 4 and 6, and Pittsburgh fell to 500 at 5 and 5. Mm-hmm. Mason Rudolph came out and went 23 for 44, 221 yards, one touchdown, four interceptions. So, not a very good outing for him. What, what about the main stat? Hold up, we coming back to that. Uh, the Browns. Baker Mayfield had a pretty good game. He went 17 for 32, 193 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, outside of that, offensively, there wasn't a whole lot to be sc- discussed that go on. No. But back to the main stat Taylor was just talking about yeah. towards the end of the game. Yeah, Hel- helmet Mason, one, Mason uh, Rudolph, hit zero. Yeah, Mason Rudolph was That's sacked main stat. Yeah. by Miles Garrett. Yeah. I guess Mason Rudolph kind of felt away about the way things went down and kind of tried to wrap his hands around Miles Garrett's helmet almost in a choking way. And uh, well, things kind of turned out from there because Miles Garrett got up. Ripped off his helmet, 
and tried to go to work with that thing like it was a club. Yeah. But after that man's head connected with his head. Yeah. Then got tackled, yeah. stomped out, kicked out. Kicked out. With his helmet on. So I guess the stomping and kicking doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. But um but yeah, that that whole fiasco. That whole situation went live kind of quick. Yeah. And like what I said, with five seconds left to go in the game, the game was pretty much in hand and and that, that was like literally garbage time and it just, just just went off. It went, went off from there. And well, people got suspended. People got fined. Yeah. Probably still gonna be some more fines coming out. But you know, Miles Garrett's gonna have to sit down for well, at least for the rest of the season. That's what it's looking like. It said indefinitely. Indefinitely. Yeah. So it looks like that's gonna be for the rest of the season because uh, he hurt um, what's his name uh, Simeon Earl this year on a, on a quote unquote dirty play. So uh-huh. they've been kind of watching him. And well, you know, <laughs> it uh, you know they they. He's, he's a body. He's their best player on defense. So that's that's a hurt piece for the Browns. They, they can't afford to lose him on defense. We were literally just talking about Miles Garrett maybe a, a, an episode or two ago, and Taylor was praising him defensively, saying, you know, he's one of the best, uh, you know, guys coming off the edge yeah. that's out there right now. Yeah. You know, he's really a bright spot for their team and for their defense. He's big. And... I guess he had a mental lapse or he snapped or maybe he had some extra curriculum going on and that was just the straw that broke the camel's back but he was trying to get lit that night he went after some he went after the quarterback you know how strong got to be to just rip somebody's helmet off that's crazy he, he went after the quarterback with a helmet yeah he just ripped it off like it was like the top of a, a catch-up thing he ripped the thing off he ripped the helmet off just like that of all the players on the opposing team why are you gonna go after the quarterback with a helmet i don't know the man. quarterback like maybe the running back because he's talking too much grease or like the wide receiver because he just won't drop the ball or something like that tight end because he keeps blocking you i don't know but I don't know. Swung the helmet and connected. Well, he's going to be missing some games and some and some checks, too. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, that was crazy. So we're going to um, sw- switch gears <clears throat> into love, our, our I, one and I love the fight, though. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I, I love it. I must have rewinded about five or six times. Just everybody, that's, that's, everybody can appreciate a good fight, right? Yeah, I thought it was great. You know, as long as things don't get too, too you don't crazy see those, out of you don't, hand. You don't see those no more. So uh, you know when, I see it, when I see it, I get excited. I'm not, I'm not really trying to see blood sport on the football field. You know, I might be kids watching. They, they don't need to be exposed to that. Kids will be in the bed at 11 o'clock at night. That's what time it happens. So if your baby's That's kind of true. It was a Thursday night game. You are a terrible parent. So let's go. All right. All right. So our one and only edition this week of Top 5, because we uh, wanted to kind of cut things a little bit shorter. Uh, it's going to be our top five NFL coaches up to this point in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been some teams that have performed uh, not as well as uh, maybe their fans or uh, respective cities might have expected. Uh, you know, teams that you might have expected not to do so well or teams that are doing particularly well and, you know, they deserve a pat on the back. So we're, we're shouting out the coaches that we feel like are representing right now and, and doing a good job leading their teams, leading their ships. Okay. Uh, so number five on my list uh, is the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, Frank Reich. And, uh, you know, I like what he's doing with that team. Yeah. Um, he has Indy in a position where they are, I'm pretty sure, in first place in that division. I think they yeah, are. After, they're, they're, after, after the Texans lost today, yeah, I think yeah, they're in first place. Yeah. They're, they're tied with the Texans at six and four for first place in the division, and I'm pretty sure they have the tiebreaker because they beat the Texans earlier this year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's great for them. And, um, 
you know, a team that's kind of been middle of the road almost the past couple of seasons. Um, you know, some games they've performed well, some games they've kind of underperformed. Uh, but to, to see them in a position where they're they're doing well right now, I think feel like it's a good thing. Yeah, they're getting it in this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so number four on my list, we're going to take it up to Buffalo, where it's cold at. And uh, I'm going to give a salute to Sean McDermott, yeah. who's been up there for a couple of seasons um, and who's kind of been able to right their ship somewhat. Um, it definitely helps that they play in the AFC East, which we all know is one of the weaker divisions as a whole in the league. But, um, you know, he's got his team in a situation where they're 7-3, and three, and they're obviously behind the 9-1 and one New England Patriots. But they do hold the second best record in the uh, the third best record, I'm sorry, in the AFC, just behind the Ravens, who are at eight and two. Uh, so that puts them in a good position to get a wild card. Yeah, the Browns, uh, they play, they play, they play good. They play, um, you know, play really good defense. So yeah, the Browns are really, Bills. really doing, um, you know, they're doing anything this year. I like what they're doing this year. You mean the Bills, right? What did I say, the Browns? Yeah, the you Bills. Said the I'm Browns. sorry, the Bills. Yeah, the Bills. B I L S. Bills. Exactly. Uh, number three, uh, we're gonna take it to arguably even colder spot in Green Bay, and I'm going to give a salute to Matt LaFleur, first-year head coach who had to step in and had some pretty big expectations set on him, having some uh, good pieces, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers, who's a uh, a great quarterback perennially. Um, you know, a running back situation with Aaron Jones, who showed some flashes last year, a great wide receiver in Devontae Adams, and they were able to come out this season and show that they could show some backbone on defense um, and play good on that side of the ball. Uh, they currently sit at eight and two in our first place in the NFC North with the Vikings right on there behind at eight and three. Uh, but I feel like the Green Bay Packers have played very well so far this year. See, uh, Taylor. Yeah, they have. Uh, they've uh, used those running backs, both of them, um, using very Aaron well. Jones and, yeah, and Jamal Williams. And Jamal Williams, whether it be running the ball or throwing them the ball. Um, when Devontae Adams was out, they, the, the offense was still, you know, moving, moving. And the Smith uh, brothers, the outside pass rushers, I mean, those guys are, are just demolishing people. <laughs> so uh, Preston Smith and Zadir, Zadir, Zadir Smith, I guess how you pronounce his name, and uh, Kenny Clark in the middle playing that nose tackle. Uh, the, the corners are playing well. Yeah, uh-huh. they're, they're getting it in this year. Uh, what's his name? Linebacker Martinez. Yeah, like, the defense is actually, they just want to be able to, you know, just be, just, just to maintain, not to, because the last couple of years they've just been getting ran through like, yeah. like paper towel but this year at least they're holding up you know yeah I mean? so and that's all they want just get get some sack get some style get some interceptions and just that's all we need and Aaron Rodgers will make sure you know everything will go good he'll, he'll put points up on the board if he yeah. puts up 30 just don't let the defense go over over 20 so they play real well this year everybody don't got to be a shutdown shutout defense yeah, sometimes you just got to be yeah. solid yeah, just be solid don't be giving up you know 50 60 80 yard touchdowns every other drive don't do that so number two, we're going to head back to the AFC, and I'm going to give a, a quick shout-out to John Harbaugh in Baltimore with the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people came into this season with pretty good uh, level of expectations for them. Uh, they had a good team last year. Um, Lamar Jackson, who uh, was playing really well this year, played pretty well last year uh, going into the stretch, uh, the home stretch of the season, although they had a little bit of a rough start in the middle. Uh, but this year they're sitting at eight and two and firmly uh, in first place in the AFC North. And um, you know the way they put things together uh, on both sides of the fall, offensively and defensively. Obviously, we know what Lamar Jackson's doing, yeah. uh, rushing the ball. Yeah. We know what Mark Ingram's doing. 
you know, we we know the receivers are playing pretty well. Hollywood Brown, Marquise is, is doing his thing. Yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews, a tight end in his second season. We talked about him a little bit ago. He's he's doing well as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I like what Baltimore is doing right now. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, number one, it's going to take somebody to knock this guy off this spot, man. I, I think you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. But uh, uh, it's New England, man. Bill Belichick. Yeah. They sit at 9-1. and one. They're tied for the best record in the league with the 49ers. Yeah. Um, you know, they've arguably played a, a little better competition. They beat the Eagles today. Um, you know, what, what else can I say about Belichick and the Patriots that hasn't already been said? Yep. Uh, you know, until they get knocked off, it's, it's, it's his world. We just kind of living in it. Yeah, Although, in. you did uh, make a note today that you feel like Tom Brady... Uh, has been showing some decline over the past couple of weeks, so this might be. But, but, the, 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 but Tom the, is so good that the decline is still better than half the quarterbacks in the league. This, <laughs> the, the, this might be the buck coming up. Still, still, still better than Mitch Mitch He's still better than him at 42 years old. So yeah, he's falling off, but he can still play. Listen, man. Mm-hmm. Father Tom is undefeated. That train is never late. Sometimes yeah. it comes a little later than expected, yeah. but. Uh, He's, 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 that, he's, that 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 train comes through. He's still the best quarterback for them though, so that's all they care about. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. So what you got with your top five? Uh, we, uh, we you know I got a couple of surprises on my list. My number five is actually your number one, so I'm gonna put Belichick at number five. Okay, okay. Yeah, even though he's got his team at eight, eight and one, nine and one, they played some 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 trash teams this year, and they beat them as they should. AFC East. Yeah, and then they you know kind of sputtered out of control against the Baltimore last week. So you know uh, I gotta kind of <laughs> that's the first good team they pretty much faced this year, and that that that, that was a that was a that was a pure beatdown two mm-hmm. weeks ago. So, but you know he's had the team playing well, defense is playing real good, uh, the offense is trying to get out the mud. You know what I mean, but they're doing just enough to win. Yeah. So uh, you know, I, I mean, he, you know, he, like you said, he's the OG. So you know, he's been doing it for what over tw- is it 20 years now. Long, the longest long, run, the, year, long. the longest. The Long, longest long running time. coach, you know what I mean, and he's been ra- coaching there since what '99 or something like that. So, yeah, he's always gonna be, uh, he's always gonna be right there at the top of the division. He's always gonna be. I think he's been in what nine or eight, nine, ten straight AFC Championship games. Like that's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. All you people talking about some LeBron going to the finals. For the, the, come on, this man going to the AFC Championship game in football <laughs> every year. He's always there. So you know, he's always got his team there. So I'm gonna put him in number five. My number four is a, uh, is a is a shocker. I'm I'm gonna give it to Mike Tomlin. Okay, okay. Pittsburgh stand up. He had that team. They had a four game win streak, and then they ran you know ran, ran into some you know some trouble on um, this past Thursday night. But he's had mm-hmm. that team playing very well with no Ben, no Bell, and no and no Brown. You know what I mean, There's, all them guys are gone. And Mason Rudolph getting clocked with helmets. Getting clocked with helmets, and then he got he went out early this year. He had to put in a third string quarterback. Uh, Connor <coughs> went out, and his backup went out. He had a third string running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juju's been in and out the lineup and have had it so he's been doing it with you know with third and fourth stringers but the defense is playing very very well very Minka well. Fitzpatrick trade was just a steal of the other night he's got like he, I think he leads the league in interception with five picks so he got that, came up. yeah that defense is playing very very well so uh, I'm gonna give uh, Mike Tomlin because I, I saw Terry Bradshaw that fall he was talking reckless about him last year saying he wasn't a good coach but if he's coaching this team to actually be you know re, you know somewhat good respectable it's a respectable team and he's pretty much said like listen y'all may say what y'all want about me I can coach football so yeah man with this job this is more impressive than what he's done the past four or five years with you know with a Hall of Fame players he's doing it with a bunch of people I've never heard of before and he got him in five <laughs> and five so 
Definitely. Uh, yes, I want to give up some respect to uh, Mike Tomlin. You know, with the, with with the, with the great hairline and everything, man. Do that. <laughs> with, with, the, with the sunglasses on and the chain. You know what I mean? On the sidelines, getting it in. You know what I mean? So all, wanna, all business. Yeah, he's all business, man. So salute to Mike Tomlin. They was trying to talk reckless about that man, but you know, he's 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 shutting people up. So. Watch your tone when you're talking about my man Mike. Man. Yeah, he, he does his thing out there. Uh, my number three. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with John Harbaugh. He's doing a real good job with the Ravens, man. I like what okay. he's doing. Okay. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. He changed up the whole offense for his, for his all-star MVP leading quarter, quarterback in Lamar Jackson. Uh, the Mark Ingram signing was was undercover. The Earl Thomas signing was under, and all these guys are performing this year. No. Uh, the uh, Mark Andrews, a tight end, he's balling. Uh, the O line is just, O line is, is just, all they're all young and they're all balling. Like that O line is just, they don't. They, Mar, Lamar Jackson just get touched. <laughs> you know what I mean, so uh, Stanley and I forget the other. Uh, they got uh, Lando Brown Jr. That, that that whole line is just, you know, that, that that's a really good line. So. Yeah. Salute to him for kind of like changing on the fly last year and this year, you know, kind of doing a little bit of the same thing. But I've seen Lamar Jackson in the pocket just throwing passes and his release is good. And they've really done a really, really good job this year with that with that quarterback. And, uh, you know, they, they look like they got a steal at the 32nd pick last year. Definitely. He's, a, he's, he's, he's been beasting this year. So. And all the not, people that passed on him need to kick themselves. They, they passed on him too. They had to trade back in the first round to get him. So every, everybody passed on him. So. He's a good player, man. And yeah, man, I gotta I gotta put some respect on his name. He's balling. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're gonna go my number two is uh, I'm gonna go Pete Carroll, man. Out in okay. out, out in Seattle, man. Good man, pick. Oh, man, good oh, man. Pick. man, oh man. Seattle is solid. Yeah, they're a power running team, but when Russell Wilson takes that ball from the shotgun and gotta throw the ball, it's probably gonna be complete. So he's he's getting it in this year. Yeah, man. Um his O line has been kind of banged up too, and he lost the tight end earlier this year, but he's still throwing throwing BBs to people. And they, he just got Josh Gordon. Uh um, the defense is getting is getting a little bit better. Um yeah, yeah. I, li- I like what Seattle's doing out there. They're gonna be a threat down towards the end. You can't forget about those guys out the Pacific Northwest. They're a good team. So They're strong, I, and nobody yeah. wants to go to Seattle to play them. No, not at all. Not in that range. So I got to, you know, get some respect out there to Pete Carroll. He's another guy. I think he might be older than Bill Belichick. He's out there still getting it in. At 60, yeah, man. Eight years old or 69. He's old man, but he's still getting it in, man. Still, still rejuvenating everything. So that's, that's, he's, a, he's a good coach. Okay. And my number one is I'm, I'm gonna take I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go down to New Orleans and put some respect on Sean Payton's name. Sean Payton, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he beat Seattle this year Cheer. in Seattle Cheer. with Teddy Bridgewater. Cheer. And he's had injuries too. Kamara went out too. Yep. He still was winning. Jared Cook, tight end, went out. Still was still was still was winning. Mm-hmm. A couple of defenders went out. Still was winning. And uh, you know he's got that team humming this year. Like humming. Yeah, he caught a bad one last week against the Cardinals. That can happen to anybody. You can always get upset by a team that has nothing to, that has nothing to lose. But yeah. he's got his team balling. He balled out with two with two different quarterbacks. A lot of quarterbacks. A lot of coaches can't say that. Once their star quarterbacks go down, they can't do nothing. Bridgewater went in there and went undefeated. You know what I mean? So, and Bridgewater can't throw deep. So, and Michael Thomas has been balling this year. So, I got to give it to Sean Payton. He's just, he, he's a beat. I think he's won it before, but this year I think he would actually deserve it and actually win it. So, he's got mm-hmm. that team playing real, 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 real well. And I think a couple years ago, they had him out the door a couple years ago, but he's, he, and I think they tried to have him go to the to Dallas, but he signed an extension and he's been really, really, really good down there. So, uh, yeah, that, that, I gotta give them them some respect uh, what, what they what they've done down there in New Orleans. Like I, I was actually, I think I said at the beginning of the year, I thought they were gonna fall off this year, and they've actually played 
above what they played last year. So the defense is playing better. Offense is, is, is balling with, you know, with, 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 like I said, with Kamara. Kamara came back. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he had a couple of receivers out. And only receiver he had was Mike, with, Mike, with Thomas. Mike Thomas. And that was it. And that's all they were throwing. He was getting double covered. He was still catching the ball. So. Still catching it. Yeah, still catching it. So uh, I, I got to give it to Sean Payton. He's number one for me. He's, okay. he's, he's getting it in. So that's my number one. He's Solid a coach call. Of for me. Yeah. I can't argue that at all. Yep. That's, that's not particularly controversial because Sean Payton, you know, he, he he's one of the, the the brilliant coaching minds in the league. We know. Yeah, switching up stuff on the fly. That's what that's what coaching do. You got to switch up stuff on the fly. So that's what he did. And you know, from Drew Brees to Bridgewater to back to Drew Brees. So you know, salute to that guy. So I got to throw in a quick apology to everybody out there listening. Um, typically, we record our episodes around like. What, like five, six o'clock, something like that. Yeah. Uh, earlier in the day, uh, during the second games, um, just because that's the way things end up shaking out. But this week, we're doing it a little bit later. We didn't sit down and start recording until more like eight fifteen, so that's why it was a little more inclusive. We talked about both the one o'clock and four o'clock games, and uh, we're gonna real quick speak on this Sunday night game, which is uh, in progress. Uh, the Chicago Bears versus the LA Rams, yeah. and this just in breaking news: it looks like Todd Gurley fumbled uh, on the first carry of the game, mm. and that was lost. Mm. So uh, the Bears have <laughs> taken over control of the ball, and I he mean, was in my trash list, wasn't he? I think he was. He was actually worse than when I, I saw his stats. I said, "Oh look, I, I was just doing it off the top of my head," and well, he's been, he's been bad this year. Yeah, man. Todd, Todd ain't the Todd we used to seeing. Nah, man. Nah, I don't know what's going on with him, man. That's crazy. That's a shame. And I mean, in the big picture, this game doesn't really mean a whole lot. Both of these teams are, uh, you know, kind of middle of the road right now, hovering around 500. One's at They're five trending. and four. One's at four and five. Trending, trending down. Man. I don't hear nobody dick eating. Um, uh, what's his name? Sean McVay no more. They was just gassing <laughs> him up the past couple years. I don't even hear it anymore. <laughs> I don't even hear it. But yeah, the Rams are, are looking up at the 49ers, who are hovering over the top of the division, and the Bears are looking up at the Vikings and. The Packers, so they don't really have hopes of going anywhere. No, they're not. They're, 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 they had that one hit, one hit wonder year last year, and now it's back to reality. And the Rams, uh, well, a bunch of injuries, and that, that O line, that O line guy has been decimated. So that's that's why Jared Goff is getting cracked all around. So yeah, that's you know both of those teams are kind of falling back to the pack. And on that note, we're gonna move on tomorrow to tomorrow's Monday night game. Uh, with a quick preview of the Chiefs and the Chargers, uh, AFC West uh, matchup. Okay. Um, I believe this is going to be taking place in L.A. No, uh, it's in Mexico. Oh, that's right. That's right. It is in Mexico. Viva la Mex- Mexico. Come on, man. Put some respect on Mexico, man. Yeah, They get a bad rap with the drug cartel, but they're hanging people from the bridge. But, you know, they got a football game tomorrow night, man. Put some respect on Mexico. Hosting, hosting. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. The game last year got canceled this year. So, you know, we won it again this year, and they got it. So, they're going to San Fran. Not San Fran. L.A. And, and, and the Chiefs are going down there to, to, to ball out. And these two teams are on opposite ends of the win-loss spectrum. The Chiefs sit at 6-4, and four, while the Chargers are at 4-6. and six. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Chiefs are hoping to pull this one out so they can keep their season alive. Yeah. Um, you know, as they're yeah. battling with the Raiders for that top seed in the AFC West. <clears throat> uh, both teams currently sit at 6-4. And, and Taylor, what are you thinking about going into this game? I mean... Obviously, we both know we've talked about it in previous episodes. This is not the Chargers' season. 
Um, they just have not been performing the way that you might have expected them to coming into the year, looking at them on paper. Um, but we do know that these divisional games are usually tight, and it can really go either way. So what mm-hmm. do you think? She's better be ready to put, put, put uh, you know, um, the Chargers down. Like, they got to put them down. Like, this is it. Like, they, they lost some close games this year, uh, lost last week to Tennessee, so they need this one. So while a team is down, you kick them. You know what I mean? So kick, kick, get, get, get this win. Uh, they got their bye <laughs> week uh, this, uh, after this week yeah. and uh, get some people healthy and then, you know, and then finish up the season strong. People was expecting a lot from the Kansas City Chiefs. So. <laughs> Let's um, you know, let's, let's kick that team while they down. So that's what they're gonna do. Kick, kick, kick them while they down. While I don't know what's going on with LA. I mean, I mean, I know they got a bunch of injuries too, but she's got to kick this team while they're down and, and, and get this W and go into their bye week. So. And I don't believe Shady McCoy is playing. <clears throat> I thought he was playing because he took off last week. Yeah, I think he's sitting again. Oh well, you know they. they uh, so they're putting more of the running. Well, he can't play. Game he's, on he's, Damian Williams. He's trash anyway. So as long as, <laughs> long as they get, um, you know, uh, no, as long as they got Ty Hill and what's the other running back name? Uh, Williams. 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 They got Damian. two Williams guys. Yeah. And uh, they, they should be fine. They got to get, you know, get to the bye week, get some guys healthy, and come back on the other side of the bye week and get, you know, finish up the last uh, four, five or six games up. So uh, yeah, um, that's what I'm looking for for the Chiefs. They got to get back on the winning streak because they already got four losses. So they've already pretty much they're not they had home field last year even though they lost they gotta they gotta find some kind of way to get that second or third seed so they gotta start piling up the wins yeah yeah yep Andy Reid gotta do something man come on it's crunch time baby yeah it's time to pull it all together mm-hmm. <clears throat> so finishing up the football talk we're gonna talk about a little bit of fantasy football um, and just some people who uh, may have uh, caught our attention uh, over the past game this week or the past few weeks. Uh, people who've kind of stood out, who may still be uh, on a waiver wire, may be able to be picked up. So I'm going to start mine off with going to Arizona and talking about Kyle, Kyler Murray, uh, rookie quarterback, uh, who came into this year. And a lot of people had some questions about him, especially uh, with a rookie uh, coach. Um, and the team was a little shaky. The offensive line was a little shaky. But he's been performing pretty well, uh, I would say, as far as a rookie goes. Um, and he may or may not be available in your league. Uh, but he did have a good one today, as we said earlier. He went 24 for 33 for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and he doesn't have the easiest remaining stretch of games, uh, but it isn't really the hardest either. Uh, for my second guy, we're going to go down to Miami. Um, and I know it's Miami. They suck. They stink. But uh, they're going to be behind in a lot of these games, so they're going to have to throw themselves back into it. And I'm going to go with a wide receiver, Devontae Parker. Uh, and he's a guy who's been discussed uh, as a potential breakout candidate for the past year or so. Um, and he's finally getting a chance to earn his shine. Uh, he caught seven receptions today for 135 yards, uh, which marks yet another and a string of double-digit fantasy football point performances for him. Um, and Miami has it pretty easy over these next few weeks. Uh, so he may be someone you wouldn't want to take a flyer on if he's still available. Uh, finally, another wide receiver out of San Francisco. Uh, this time, we're going to go with Debo Samuel. Uh, in the midst of his rookie campaign, he put together a nice performance today, calling in, hauling in eight receptions for 134 yards. Uh, and that San Francisco team is not the biggest passing team, but passing may be something that they need to do from time to time because being a team that's sitting in a position where they only have one loss, they're going to get the best from a lot of teams. So uh, they may have to uh, kind of fight to put up points to stay in games. Taylor, who you got your uh, thoughts on as far as these fantasy football names? 
Well, if you haven't heard, uh, my man Marlon Mack broke his hand today, so better go out there and get your Naeem Hines, your, uh, 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 what's his name, Jordan Wilkins, and uh, Jordan Williams. Yeah, yeah, so uh, get one of those three running backs ASAP, because that's a run-oriented team, so uh, Naeem yeah. Hines, uh, Wilkins, I think Wilkins didn't play today, but he's probably going to have to play next week, and um uh, Williams, who actually had 113 yards today rushing. So, um, you know, you got three guys, you know, whichever one's available, pick up one of them three. So they're going to be getting the rock next week and probably the week after that with, uh, you know, Marlon Mack with the broken uh-huh. hand. Uh-huh. Uh, another guy, he actually had a pretty good game today uh, down in Dallas. Backup running back boy, uh, what's his name? Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard. Uh, yeah. He had a nice run today. Had a had a receiving touchdown, had a two-point conversion. So if you're sick and sick and tired of you know Zeke Elliott not doing nothing this year, he's been okay, but not you know what you thought he was going to be. But uh, you can put him in there for the handcuff. He might be able to sneak in and you know get a, get a touchdown here and there. So handcuffs, uh, handcuffs. Yeah, he's been he's been he's been pretty good this year. So uh, you know pretty steady. So and yeah. um, I'm gonna go to another quarterback. He's available in a lot of leagues. Okay. I'm gonna go to my man uh, Derek Carr. Okay. He okay. had a rushing touchdown today. Yeah. Um, he's you know he had a close three. Yeah, he doesn't have the receivers, but he seemed to be putting up over two hundred fifty to around three hundred yards a game. So, I mean, take take a fly on on, on Derek Carr. You know what I mean? So you know he might be better than than what else is out there. So he's he's, he's had a pretty good year this year. So Tyra Williams just keeps catching touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he he caught a deep one today. So I definitely would take a look at Derek Carr. And uh, you know I'm. I don't really see too many other receivers. I mean, if you want to take a flyer on uh, Demarius Thomas, I mean, he'll he'll catch a ball every now and then. I don't know if he's, he's definitely not the player he was back in the day, but if you want to take a flyer and get a guy that's at least going to get some targets a game, you could take a flyer on uh, Demarius Thomas. So I went okay. through, uh, you know, running back, quarterback, and uh, receiver, and I've already said too much, so there you go. All right, all right. Fantasy I one, football. Oh, I, I got one more, too. Randall okay. Cobb. Hey, hey, Randall Cobb. Got a cowboy showing up on the list. Yeah, that's two cowboys. He had a ah, you're right, you're back-to-back 200-yard right. game, two 100-yard games and a touchdown the last two weeks. So he's getting it in. So uh, that's I just, I just gave people five. Finally in a position where he's a little healthy. Yeah, he's healthy, and he's pretty much the main. He's the, He is the slot receiver because Gallup was on the outside, and um, – Amari Cooper's on the other side, so he is the slot receiver, so he's always going to get that third corner or a linebacker or a safety on him. So he's always, and, and Dak Prescott is, he's playing, he's, he's been playing pretty well the last two or three weeks. So, yeah, that's another guy you can look at too, okay? All right, all right. I think that's some good calls, good calls. Mm-hmm. So moving on from NFL, we're going to talk a little bit NBA. Um, and progressively, we're going to start talking more NBA uh, as the episodes go along and the season unfolds a little bit more. Uh, but today I want to start things off with a quick salute uh, to someone who uh, I have liked uh, over the course of his career. I've appreciated what he's brought to the game um, and the stamp that he's made. Um, and that's Carmelo Anthony, uh, who was in the situation where he was out of the league. Uh, he couldn't get uh, into a position where he was picked up by anybody um, after that debacle in Houston. Uh, but finally, the Portland Trailblazers were in a situation where they felt they had a need. They felt like he could step in and fit it. They were desperate. At least in the short term, that could be it. They were desperate, but uh, either way, they picked him up. And uh, we was talking about it in the studio a little bit earlier, and Taylor was saying it's probably not going to last too long. But I hope that that's not the case, and they could at least give him a season, even if he doesn't get a whole lot of burn, to get his little, you know, D-Wade, Kobe Bryant, uh, you know, send-off joint. 
he don't deserve a send off. But um, <laughs> um, uh, I mean, like I said, they were they were desperate. Portland was in the what Western Conference Finals last year. Yeah. And this year they've started off pretty bad. I think they were like four and eight. They, I don't know what they are right now, but they were four and eight when they picked Melo up. So they're trying to get a kick in the pants with somebody. Zach Collins is out. Uh, Hassan Whiteside has been a complete disaster. <laughs> so they just they just need something. You know what I mean? Need so a spark they, from somewhere. A spark. Remember, I, I think uh, Mo Harkos he left. He went to the uh, Lakers. They need a three slash four or whatever, and they need something from Carmelo. So I don't think he's going to play tomorrow or Monday, but he's going to play sometime this week. So what else you got to lose? I mean, bring him in. If you're desperate, bring him in, and maybe he can show you something. I mean, I don't think he's going to last that long. I think he's going to last a month, maybe two months. But, uh, you know, that's just me over here hating. You know what I mean? But we'll see. We'll see. It, it was cute when he, when he got signed. It didn't, didn't have no effect on me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- we'll... I, th- I thought he was someplace over in um, Bolivia somewhere playing. That's what I thought he was. <laughs> I thought he was in Israel or in China. I thought he was playing somewhere with, with Amari Stoudemire, but I guess he was still begging and begging and reaching for an NBA job. So go ahead, brother. And we'll, 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 we'll hope it lasts for a little while. We'll see how it goes. And Taylor definitely is our resident hater. So that was my guy too. I used to, I used to mess with Melo, but I don't know. I just, 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 just the way he's went out the last couple of years, not being able to like you know take a bench role or you know just you know just fall back and just say, listen, I'm not the player that I was, but I'll do anything I can. Yeah, you know I mean to stay on the team. And well, he, he was still thinking he was Melo from <laughs> via 2011-2012 up at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that's that's a thing of the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that wasn't, and that wasn't even that good. So yeah, I mean, just, just, I mean, if they need you to sit on the bench, say, man, listen, we just need you to be the 15th, 16th man. Just sit there and just don't say nothing. We need you to be the new Jawan Howard. And if you can, and just, and just, and just sit there. <laughs> yeah, well, Jawan Howard played his position until the end of his career. The end of his career, and then and, and got to, and got into coaching. So yeah, maybe yeah. They, 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 hey, Melo, we just need you to sit on the bench and don't say nothing. How about that? Well, we'll see how it plays out for Carmelo. Yeah. No farewell tour though, please. You, uh, get, a, you get a farewell tour, you get a ring. <laughs> Melo has no ring, so. <laughs> no love on the farewell tour from Melo. No, no, no jersey swaps. No, no jersey. Swaps. I mean, you can nah. do a jersey swap, but no farewell tours. Like I'm good. <laughs> you ain't got no rings. If you ain't got no rings. You don't get no farewell tour. Well, aside from Melo, I'm, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from some of these young guys uh, in the league. So. Uh, a good amount of my NBA talk and focus is, is going to be around them because, you know, they're the future. And, and uh, you know, I, I just see a lot of bright spots, bright spots in them. And, I mean, how much can you talk about LeBron and Anthony Davis and all these guys that have been doing it for 10, 15, 20-plus years? I mean, you know, ESPN and all these outlets talk about them enough. So I want to throw a little bit of shine on the young guys. All right. uh, a guy that I mentioned a few times over the past few episodes uh, who was continually uh, catching my attention is John Morant down in Memphis, um, and he's continuing to blaze through the league. Uh, you know, his game, he just has a, a, a rhythm to his game, I feel like, that really works well uh, with what Memphis is trying to do and really works well in an NBA scene. So uh, I like what he's doing a lot. Um, and then another young guy who I'm seeing pop up pretty frequently um, is a guy by the name of Kendrick Nunn down in Miami. Oh, yeah. Uh, he started one game in the Jiggly last year. And this year, he started all 12 uh, games for the team. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's scoring the ball very well. Um, he's doing a good job of, of leading the team, of, of kind of uh, running the offense uh, because he does play guard. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just a couple other guys. Uh, Tyler Hero, I'm liking a lot down in Miami. Oh, yeah. Um, a guy who's not quite so young anymore, but who seems like he's finally starting to kind of get it and it's starting to click a little bit for him, maybe. Uh, is Andrew Wiggins up in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. 
Um, Finally. They've been waiting for him for years. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been a late bloomer, I guess you could say. He's still he's, young. You got to remember, when these guys get drafted at 19, five years later, you're only 23, 24. You're still uh-huh. technically young. Yeah, he was a one-and-done one guy in college. Yeah. Uh, so, Taylor, anybody who's uh, catching your attention as far as NBA goes, young guys, old guys, savvy vets, old faithfuls, you know, whatever. Uh, I did see the John Moran. He had a game-winning, uh, was it like a layup or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's good for him. I just had somebody in my head, and they literally just left. But, <laughs> yeah, it goes like that. Sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I literally, while you was talking, <laughs> he was in my head, and he just, he just disappeared. But uh, I know um, uh, down in Phoenix, they're actually balling down in Phoenix. Uh, what's the name? Went out. Uh, Dayon, what's the name? A- A-Train? A-Train? A-Train. A- A-Train. Yeah, he's A-Tron. out, and they've been playing pretty They've been playing pretty well down in Phoenix. So, uh, yeah. Devin Booker's finally got a team around him. He finally got an actual point guard, uh, a veteran, and a rookie Ricky Rubio. Rubio. So uh, I like what they're doing down there in Phoenix, man. So I'm going to keep an eye on the, uh, people down in Phoenix, see what mm-hmm. they're doing down there. Uh, okay. Bridget Bridges is down there from uh, going over. Mm-hmm. I like what they're doing down there. So uh, And uh, I, w- I want to give a big respect to uh, Luka Don. Every time I look at his 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 his, uh, his stat line, he's got like triple doubles. This guy's ridiculous, man. Yeah, he's, he's getting it in. He's, what, been in the year, what, a year and a half? And he's already got it figured out. He's he's getting it in, man. He's a, he's a he's a beast, man. So Luka Doncic is just uh, just his shooting is is good, passing, rebounding. Uh, he he's a beast, man. He, yeah, man. He, he's what Ben Simmons wants to be. I mean, <laughs> he's he's doing it all, man. And so, so so salute to him. He's he's really taking the lead by storming. Yeah, Luka's he, nice. Yeah, he's got he's got that Dem, uh, that that Dallas team. You know, they, they might be able to you know sneak into the playoffs this year. So yeah, that. That's just a few guys I've seen. I mean, you really got to wow me in basketball. You just can't have one good game and I'll be, you know, all over you. You got to have a couple of good uh, weeks or so, or a nice road trip, you know what I mean, and put, put the work in, and then I'll give you a salute, you know what I mean? So those those are a few guys I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a salute to. Yeah, so Luke, I hear you. Luca, Luke, Luca was getting in, man. Yeah, they, they got to earn it as you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so, guys, we're going to close out episode 11 with Mike's Minutes. Uh, and this week for this episode... Uh, I just want to speak a little bit about self-talk. Um, and let me ask just a question. Uh, how many times a day do you call yourself stupid or dumb or an idiot? Do you notice how much it happens? Well, if you don't notice how much you may do that, let me just issue a, issue you a little challenge to notice a little bit more. And if you do feel like you do that too often when you sit and think about it, just try to be more conscious of it. Don't start out trying to change it or stop it. Just work on being more aware of it. Then when you notice it happening, you can start to work on consciously stopping it. And then the last step, which is changing that negative stuff and replacing it with positive stuff, you know, the things you do well, the plans that are working out for you, the things that you're getting right. And, you know, no matter where you are or what you're doing, you have to be doing at least one thing right. If not, then, you know, that's another conversation for another day. But self-talk starts so much in our lives. And no matter how social or anti-social you are, there's nobody who is with you as much as you're with you. You know, you talk to yourself, whether it's out loud, like me, or it's the voice in your head. And the good news is, despite whether you think you can or not, you can actually control that voice. And you just have to start working on it. Everything starts as a thought before it makes its way into the world and becomes something. 
And everybody who has a brain in their body has the ability to control it. I mean, after all, it's yours. And if you can't control it, who can? So, you know, just switch that around in your head a little bit. And if it's something that sounds good to you, you know, go with it. Improving your self-talk is something that's been beneficial to me. And I'm a firm believer that when you hear something you want to give belief to or that kind of makes sense, you know, just switch it around in your head a little bit first to make sure it makes sense to you. And then if you want to rock with it, rock out. So uh, that's my Mike's Minutes for this week. Um, you know, I hope y'all bang with something I said, picked up something I was putting down. Taylor, you got anything else you want to say to the people? Oh, man, copy that, man. I like what you said, man. That's what's up, man. Nothing else to say. But, all right, all but, right. But to watch Superfly. <laughs> the original. Not, 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 that, not that stuff that came out last year. The, the, the well, Ron O'Neill version. If you haven't seen Superfly, check that out. <laughs> I'm probably going to watch uh, it again tonight. I probably am. That, 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 that's how great that movie is. We actually meant to speak again about uh, Dolomite in our last episode because um, that came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Dolomite is my name, starring Eddie Murphy, oh, Wesley wanna, Snipes, Mike Epps. You want to go there? Um, so <laughs> Taylor didn't like it a whole lot. Nope. Taylor was not particularly a fan. Negative. Uh, but me personally, I liked it. He liked it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was inspirational telling this story of this man who, you know, wanted to make something of his life and believed in himself so much that, you know, he he did these things and he he performed these things and he financed this movie and was turned into multiple movies and put all this stuff together. So, um, you know, and I don't think Taylor has a problem with the story or anything like that. It was just he wasn't really a big fan of the movie. Ain't yeah, that I just right? thought the movie was trash. That was all. But exactly. other than that, um, you know, everything else was fine, but it was just trash to me. That's all. So, yeah, man. It was painful to watch, but, you know, hopefully the, the next Eddie Murphy thing, it'll, it'll be pretty good. But I, I watched it, and I, was, um, I wasn't moved at all. <laughs> so we appreciate y'all for checking us out one more time. Uh, we hope you'll get with us next week for episode 12. Uh, we love y'all. We appreciate the support. Um, follow us on Twitter and IG at Sleep is for You. That's S-L-E-E-P-I-S, the number four, Y-O-U. And uh, catch up on new episodes. Check out old episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and, of course, Podbean. And, uh, yeah. Peace. See ya.